Blog Talk Radio. Be 
Good evening and welcome to the Scoop Radio Show. This is Winter Burns, your co-host, one of your co-hosts, and I hope you guys are ready for a great show tonight uh, because we are ready for you. Uh, tonight we got a lot going on as always, um, and so uh, we're excited to be here for another week of the Scoop. Um, do me a favor if you're listening to us, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're listening to us online, uh, make sure you share the live feeds. Um, and if you are at any point in tonight's show, if you've got a question, if you've got a comment, then you can either put them on the live um, if you're watching the live, or you can always give us a call. Uh, the call-in number for tonight's show is 929-477-2304. That's 929-477-2304. And press the number one if you have a question or a comment. Tonight we're talking about why so many people met at the church. Um, so that's going to be our main topic for tonight. But we also, of course, we got the latest and news. I'm going to give you that here in a second. Kels has got another um, hot topic from the Scoop Nation later on. And then, of course, later on, we're getting Mother's Wisdom for Mother Maybelline. Um, so we got a great show. We got a jam-packed show. Um, again, like I said, if you're listening on one of our lives, hit that share button. Also, make, if you listen on live, make sure you give us your comments and your questions and we'll do our best to get them on. So before we get started, let me say what's up to uh, some of my favorite people, my co-hosts, um, and then we're going to jump into this show. First, let me say what's up to the CEO of Elegance by Design, Miss Q Willis. What's going on, Q? Hey, hey, doing well. It's been a good Tuesday. So good to be here. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. It's good to be here. So... Uh, yeah, we had a we had a uh, good to see you this weekend too as well. So had a good time. Yeah, good times, good times, good times. So yeah, good time for the, at the at the masquerade ball. So yeah, that was good. Everybody get out and and dance a little bit and have fun and turn up. So good times. Yes. So uh, and then of course I got my other my road dog, Miss Kirby Kitten herself. <laughs> Uh, Miss Kelly, CEO of Kirby Kids Clothing, Miss Kelly Johnson. What's up, Kels? Hold on, Kirby Kidding. Hey, give me my intro music. <laughs> thank you, thank you. How, you. how you doing tonight? I am doing well. Thanks for asking. What's up to my live folks? I got some people coming in and popping out. You know, y'all got to stay for the show, right? Yeah, and again, y'all, yes. y'all, like I said, whoever live you listening to, y'all give us y'all comments. We got a lot. It's going. We got a lot, and y'all know we got. It's going to be some juicy stuff tonight. So y'all, again, make sure you, uh, you know, y'all know how we do it. So give it to us. Yeah, no. Yep. All right, y'all ready to go ahead and jump into this news real quick? I'm going to take that as a yes. All right. So, first up. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first up. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. That's all right. I know. So, first news story tonight we got. Um, so, um, CNN poll shows that, 40, that president, our president's uh, approval rating is the highest that it has been in 11 months. So as of right now, according to the CNN poll, uh, President Donald Trump's approval approval rating has rebounded to its highest level 
since the 100-day mark of his presidency. Um, uh, largely, it says overall the 42% approve, uh, 42% approve of the way Trump is handling his presidency, while 54% disapprove. Uh, his approval is up seven points since February, uh, including uh, six-point increases among Republicans um, and independents. Uh, Trump's approval rating remains below uh, that of all of his modern-era predecessors at this stage of his first term after being elected. But um, he's really, at this point in his term, he's only uh, down four percentage points to what President Obama and President Reagan were at this point in their term. So, um, so Q, let's start with you. Uh, let me say this. That also, what they found out, uh, what they looked at and saw is that um, his approval rating um, is gone up largely because of the economy. Um, they said that's the only issue where he, where his reviews tilt more positive than negative. But 48% approved, 45% disapproved. Um, so this is, that isn't the case on foreign trade. However, the economic issues on which Trump has the, mo- has the most recently taken action. Um, so for those who don't know, he's recently implemented tariffs uh, aimed at Chinese imports, um, steel, and aluminum. On trade, generally 38% approve of the president's work, while 50% um, disapprove. So, Q, tell me what you think. Um. I have always questioned how polls happen, like who gets polled when we go to the television with all of these poll numbers. I've never been polled, and I don't know anyone who's personally ever been polled. So I've always been intrigued by who exactly we're polling when we do these. So I'm, my response is with that. Um, when it comes, As far as his poll numbers are concerned, if we're looking at the economy and things like that, um, I don't know. I I don't like this dude, and I don't trust him. And as far as the poll is concerned, I'm leaning back to I don't really trust these numbers either. Like, I just, I can't, because all of this is imaginary to me. Essentially, this, it feels, and, I, and I'm not saying this simply because it's Trump's poll. I honestly question the same thing when it was uh, Obama, like elections and polls just intrigued the hell out of me because I do not get how the pool is polled. I just, I don't. Um, so that, for that, I, I just have to say, I don't, I don't really buy it. And the changes that are happening in the economy, I don't, I think it's too soon to give him kudos and pats on the back for results of that. So if we're going to lean to that, I really don't, I don't see it just yet. And especially with the headlines that are going on, I just, it bum puzzles me that, we're able to ignore what's going on and give an uptick. It just says a lot about where we are. It just a lot about where we are as a country. Yeah, this is rubbish as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't. Okay. don't buy. Yeah. What you say, Kim? Oh, I was just laughing. I was just laughing. <clears throat> um, yeah, I pretty much feel kind of like cute. I'm not buying it, but. I mean, he won a presidency, so I mean, you just you can never tell. But um, the attitude of our country right now, and how it seems like wrong is popular, then yeah, I believe it. Trump ratings have went up 
But he's the king of fake news, so, I mean, you never can tell. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and yeah, who do I, they poll? I, I want to be a poll. It's right. Yeah, I, don't, like, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. That's a good question. Who they do poll? But I mean, I don't see. But I mean, seeing I want to see Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's some very interesting information on this. If you read this article, they also talk about um, how two thirds of the Americans say that they believe that the women alleging affairs with Trump over us. Uh, excuse me. Two thirds of Americans say they believe the women alleging affairs with Trump over the president, while 21 say they believe Trump's denials of those affairs. So it's like, you know, it's it's some very interesting polling data in here. And let me see, does it give CNN poll was conducted by SSRS March 22nd through the 25th among a random national sample of 1,014 adults reaching. Reached on landline. Also, you know what? You know why we don't get polled? I can tell you why we don't get polled. Why? You know why? You know why we don't get polled? Because any that comes up that we don't know, we're not we're not answering. That's why we don't get polled. All right, that's why. Because y'all know if it's a number okay. that say that 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 don't pop up with the name that you know or have a phone number that you know, you letting it go straight to voicemail. So these are all. <laughs> Landline or cell phone. I'll never get called. So. We, we don't even have landline. What are you talking about? We don't even have landline. No, we don't have landline. It says landline or cell phone. So, I mean, by a live interview. So, therefore, that's part of the problem. Is if we're not, and we don't, we don't. Y'all know good. If it come up, uh, what what did I say? Scam, likely scam. So that was definitely 
something that was not um, interest, good to watch today. So, and and yeah. So uh, they hired Attorney Crump, and Attorney Crump says, of course, that this is another example of mistrust between the community and the police. Um, that the body cam shows that they also did uh, waited several minutes before they tried to do any type of uh, life saving activity, which is not a good thing, um, and and um, and that this could have been again prevented had there been more trust between the police and the uh, and the community. So, um, Kelly, what you think? I think it's a bunch of bull, and until they start putting these uh, policemen in jail that are shooting. Um, to me, unnecessarily, then it's going to keep happening. I know a lot of people like to um, discount it, act like it's not that serious, but every time an incident like that comes to the forefront where I can see it, it makes me mad. It makes me, um, you know, trust the police less. So until you show us what you're doing with the ones that are, you know, having all these accidents, even if it was an accident, if you accidentally kill somebody on the street, you still have to, you know, pay for it. So, you know, something needs to happen. Something needs to happen besides OJ. Oh, the OJ uh, credit has expired. Um, they need to start doing something with these uh, with these crooked cops, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's for sure. What were they? What were they there for? Like, what was the reason why he was even? Why were police even there? I haven't been able to. Then they say somebody called the police saying that somebody was in the neighborhood breaking out windows, uh, cars. Mm -hmm. They were um, breaking the cars, and so they were busting out the windows and cars and, and breaking them out, and so. That's why the police were there, and they said that the person was in the backyard, and so he he was in the backyard. Mm-hmm. They said that they have helicopter footage of him actually breaking into a car. Um, so when the police again, so they're not from what I've seen. Have no you one this video? Huh? There's been no mm-hmm. no one is the helicopter video, the body cam video, none of that, right? I, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. Uh, there is a video. Yeah, I'm asking which video has the public seen? Have we seen the video of him breaking in the car or anything like that? I have. But I they, don't know if okay. there is one. I don't know if there's any that's been released to the public, but apparently in this article it's saying that the um, the video was muted. Right, the body uh, cam. Oh. Right, the body yeah. cam. It okay. said that um, they waited six minutes to go over and to go over to him after they put him in handcuffs. Um, they said that the police muted the body cam, um, the body cam, excuse me, muted their body cameras. So, I, I still don't think it matters if we saw the video or not. Like 20 times, 20 times, and after, we've been doing this for years, and at this point, we're still training cops to shoot to kill. We're still allowing this to be the way that we're doing, like, after all of the questions, all of the money that each of these states and cities and towns are spending to try these police officers, regardless if they've gone, if they've gotten justice for the families or been convicted or not, the money that's being spent to try them for stage purposes is ridiculous. 
So, like, at, at, so we're not changing the training. We're not changing the laws. We're not changing how we do anything. But it, and it continues to happen. And just again, we're here again. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. It's just ah, I can't. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. 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 I, I, my heart goes out to people. This again, watching that grandmother cry on the news and feel that way. This young, twenty-two years old. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. That's crazy. Twenty shots. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, the whole twenty times, like, I don't understand why this is not when this when these many shots are fired. There's no repercussions for anyone on the team. One of the policemen, the lead officer, I mean, somebody has to pay for shooting somebody 20 times. Right. Even if they were breaking in the cars, why are you shooting somebody? Why are you shooting them to kill? Why are you shooting them to kill like you did? Why are you shooting someone 20 times, even if they did commit a crime? Yep. Yeah. It's little kids right now here in Oklahoma running around, busting out, built with marbles. They have marbles. Mm-hmm. And they've been terrorizing a whole damn business complex and busting out windows and causing thousands of dollars worth of damage. I've been doing it for weeks from what the news was saying this morning. Some businesses multiple times. Are they going to shoot them babies down? Are those babies yep. going to get shot in the street? The marble? Yep. Like, like if they, if they think they have, a gun, if they have a gun in their hand, yes, they will. They surely will. And I, I mean, and I mean even though this is not. This is even though this isn't the new a news story. I mean, you saw today they also released uh, the Alton Sterling, um, the findings from the investigation from Alton Sterling, and they they yep. came mm-hmm. to Alton Sterling, the guy. And for those who don't know, in um, New Orleans, who was selling the CDs, and they found they yeah. found the police acted in an appropriate manner. Like so, nothing. They're not going to bring charges against them. So yeah, yeah. So trust is never – we're never going to trust the police. Anybody of color is never going to trust the police if they they don't have some type of repercussions for acting or they don't consider anything irrational. Like, at the very least, they don't even get fired. Like, they don't need to be police officers. If you can't handle um, arresting someone without shooting them, then you don't need to be a police officer. Yeah. Simple as that. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, all right, uh, yeah, I, I really, really, I'm, I'm so frustrated. But I don't even want to say I'm praying. You know, like you praying, but it's like, what for what? You're like, okay, you know, you're almost, I'm almost numb to the numb to it that it, it happened. It's because it's happened so much at this point. Yeah. So, and that's I have uh, quick comments on my live. Um, Lene said that we need to stop settling for lame excuses, period, um, regardless of what they tell us. Like, if it's lame, we're not dealing with it. That's just enough of that. Orlando says two words, district attorneys. Um, <clears throat> and Phaedra says, but the officer in Minnesota has been charged for killing the white lady. I wonder why that is. Huh. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, he was charged. The guy was charged. Yeah, he was the one in Minnesota which, uh, for shooting the white lady. He was charged, yeah. Right. Wow. Well, I see. I didn't even know that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, well, you had to know that. He's, he's, he's Muslim or something. Uh, 
And I'm not saying that that's the reason they're charging them, but, you know, hey. But really, like, how are we supposed to, as the public, look at these two cases and say, oh, you know, this, right. how, like, this is insulting our intelligence at this point. It's just really insulting the intelligence of the people at this point to be able to watch these news stories run back to back and not say, wait, what, What's you know, difference? and have to think what's really going on. How? Come on, now. Yeah, how, this, this is why it's exclusive. I would say, how is, so how, when I saw that, I said, how is it that in, in the same state, Philando Castillo can get killed? And nothing happened, but this. And again, and I'm not saying this lady. There shouldn't be, just, you know, for something that happened for a half lady, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And, 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 I'm, and see, I'm gonna say this: they're not insulting our intelligence. They're telling us exactly what they want us to know. Period. Yeah. So there's nothing. There's nothing to. You're not insulting our intelligence. We just. We just not listening. The truth is, yeah. like I said, like I. Earlier, they don't know, they don't show, and they, or they don't care what, what happens to us. They don't care. So, yeah, that's all we can. That's it. So, all right. On lighter news, on a lighter note, uh, Byron Allen, comedian turned business mogul, um, uh, purchased. The Weather Channel for three hundred million dollars to company Entertainment Studios. The Entertainment Studios, uh, Entertainment Studios purchased the TV network's parent company, Weather Group, from its previous owner, Comcast Corp's, uh, NBC Universal, and private equity firm Blackstone Group and Bain Capital. Those companies picked up Weather Group in two thousand eight for three point five billion, nearly ten times more current purchasing value. The Weather Channel is one of the most trusted and extremely important cable networks with inform- with information vitally important to the safety and protection of our lives. So, uh, Byron Allen, who owns several of the things, might I add, um, is, yeah, he's doing the thing. Um, so he has, he founded Entertainment Studios from a dining room in 1993 now, the digital global media company owns nine cable television networks, including Pets.tv, Comedy.tv. Um, the company also expanded into film production and distribution when it acquired Freestyle release, Releasing in 2015. Plus, it picked up The Griot, um, which is a web-based African-American news outlet in June 2016. So, okay. what you think? I think this is awesome. Um, I'm really excited for the imprint that we are making in the entertainment industry. We have for years and years and years and years wanted to see more of us shown in entertainment, and I like that we are going further than in front of the camera and making an impact behind the scenes. So we can make, like we used to say, if you don't, you know, buy it, buy it, get your own, like that's what's happening. And from the, from the, from the last people that we would think. These people are literally moving in silence. Like, if you don't follow this industry specifically, you'd never know that this dude went into this industry and is now owning, you know, multiple nah. television network, you know, networks and things like yeah. that. This is dope. Like, this is dope. Sh- shout out to him. Like, this is, I'm here for this. 
it's going to be slow before we really see the impact. I don't think that we as people really recognize what moves like this really will make for us overall. Once these people get in the real position to to make the Man, I can't even get my sentences out. Like, this gives me chills to think about <laughs> the possibilities of what things like this will do. Dope, yeah. dope, dope. Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm excited. I'm happy along the same lines of what Q said. Anytime that we can acquire this type of wealth, uh, the mm-hmm. possibilities are limitless. So we remember what happened with um, – Oh my gosh, what's the name of the show? Uh, the oh gosh, the TV series about the slavery when they was running from slaves. Underground. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember when a lot of a lot of the politics that go into net, or that comes along with on a network came out when the the underground show was canceled. And when mm-hmm. I see moves like this, definitely can catapult us into having more power when a show that we know. Is telling a story that really needs to be told to where people are really paying attention. You can change the world. I mean, yep. TV shows will change the world. Media shapes our country. Mm-hmm. And they, yep. if it takes the Weather Channel, we <laughs> need all weather. He on weather pets. Uh, it's a comedy channel. I mean, this man owns part of a group that owns nine cable networks. I mean, can't you imagine what kind of impact you can have on, you know, your demographics with that? So I am applauding him. I'm excited. Trying to figure out how I can meet him. Does he want to angel invest in Kale? (laughs) (laughs) Come through, Mr. Allen. Come through, Mr. Allen. (laughs) I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's what's up. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I think this is a good move. I am uh, Byron Allen has been behind the scenes kicking butt for a while now, so um, shout out to him for for that. Um, I don't know a lot about um, kind of what he's done with some of these other companies and his other businesses, but I can tell you if he bought if this company in 2008 was worth 3.5 billion, what he bought was worth 3.5 billion um, in 2008. And he bought it for three hundred million. Um, that means that something that he can he can he can make a good piece of chunk of change with it. And because it's the Weather Channel, it's a name that everybody knows, so it's not going anywhere. He's already got good ends with the distribution channel with uh, other cable networks. The only only thing that they didn't get with this was they didn't get their um, all of the online platform, but they can build that. So not that big of a deal, man. So I think they did. I think this is a really good move. For, for not just him, um, but for the possibility, like you all said, the possibilities of what he could do with this in the future. So, good move. Good move, sir. Good move. Yep, yep, good move. So, all right. That's all we got in news tonight. Um, that was also brought to you all. Sorry, I forgot to say this. That, uh, but the news tonight was brought, brought to you by um, <laughs> the, what in the world? It was uh, by Winner Big Man Clothing. Um, you guys can get your Rent a Big Man clothing. The shirt I'm wearing tonight, for those who are looking, is not a Rent a Big Man shirt. This is my my back to my roots shirt that I picked up um, this weekend from. So y'all can y'all can uh, go to see them too. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, but you get your renovation right. man clothing from um, walkwayout.com and uh, get yourself laced and hooked up. So we're going to go ahead and talk first song. Uh, first song of the night is, uh, Emin- excuse me, it's by Eminent Artistry. I always say that wrong, but it is called Talk to Me. We'll be right back.
All right, all right. <clears throat> that was, let me see. I mean, I don't want to get it wrong. That was Talk to Me by Eminent Artistry. I dig that. I, I have my uh, jazz moments every now and again, and I dig that. That was Cuddle Buddy weather. I like that. I mean, Cuddle Buddy. <laughs> Look, the weather got me feeling it. Like, Uh, Kel, go ahead and get in here real quick for me. 
Okay, so I am a PK. I'm a preacher's kid, have been all my life. Uh, my father is superintendent over the uh, J.O. Patterson District in southwest Kansas under the <laughs> uh, look, I'm just to go to all the credentials, but no. Uh, I was raised in the church. I was in church. You talking about three days a week? Oh, we was in church probably probably about four, four to five days a week, and then Saturdays you had your sunshine band and your purity class and all this. I was raised uh, church of God in Christ, and uh, the the anger I see today uh, for, I would say, even just the denomination is. I think that the strength that the religion itself, the doctrine has, my father always taught or preached on love and acceptance and that kind of thing. So I didn't look at the doctrine as being, you know, something weird because that's all I knew. Um, But when I got older and I started to be exposed to different things, I think the fact, some of the the hardship for people who were raised in the church is that when we learn something else and we come back and we ask questions, uh, that seems to, you know, turn some people turn some people off. And I have some comments on my live too, so I don't want to take up too much time. But I think for me, one of the things that I was not angry at, but less just disappointed in, was being able to be uh, transparent with my questioning of things that we don't know. Right. So I think people feel jaded or uh, like the wool was pulled over our eyes because there's just some questions you're not supposed to ask. So I want to stop there and uh, so we can give our people time to, you know, chime in. Mm-hmm. When, what do you think? <clears throat> um, so why are people angry at the church? I think there's a plethora of reasons why people angry at the church. I'm going to start by saying not only am I a, P- a PK, but I'm a pastor myself. Um, and so, therefore, I don't. Um, I I have seen, and I've been on both sides of it. I've been I've been hurt by the church, but I've also, I'm sure, at some point, hurt people that, who were at the church. So, not on purpose, but it, I'm sure it's happened at some point. Uh, I think people are angry at the church because people have an, a, a a really bad expectation of what the church is supposed to be. Uh, I think that people expect the church to be a place. Where um, and we should be, but in reality we're not, and we probably never will be. Um, should be a place where people can come and get better, so to speak. You know, there's always been this thing like, well, the church is a hospital, and that's true. The problem is that the people who run the church, uh, who run the earthly church, are just as sick as the people who come into the church. And so when we come in there thinking that the people who are there are already healed and we're expecting them to be a part of our healing, then it sets us up for a false expectation. And, again, I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't um, have to be able to love people where they are and all that kind of stuff, but the reality is it is a imperfected place ran by imperfected people who serve a perfected God. And so I think when we stop trying to make people the focus of our um, our experience and realize that we're all in a position where we're all broken and we're all wounded and we're all trying to figure it out. And none of us, you know, some of us might have been there a little longer, 
but none of us really have it all together, then we should treat each other. We should just give each other the same thing. And so, but but because we don't do that, we expect our pastors to be better. We expect, you know, we expect our pastors to not have scandals. We expect, you know, people in the church not to talk crazy. We don't expect to come to church and get molested. That's not an expectation. We expect, we leave where we are because we were already hurt, thinking we're going to get better. Mm-hmm. But again, the reality is these are broken, wounded people just like you. Period. So, yeah. But when, uh, just to, to not yeah. forget, do you, I know everybody, what, I get what you're saying about, you know, leadership being sick too, and that sometimes we put more faith in people than, than we are in God. And you're in leadership, so what, don't you try harder to be an example since you know you committed yourself to being in leadership, whether you um, think or not? First I mean, of all, me being – good question. So me being in church leadership was not something that I wanted to do. So I used to try to try harder to make sure that people – that I did, I was good, good enough for people, but the reality is, again, it's impossible. It is absolutely impossible to be good enough for everybody. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Let me give you an example of why. So I can be in, I can be doing nothing. I can be doing absolutely nothing. Living good. I ain't cheating. I ain't stealing. I ain't cussing. I ain't doing nothing. And one person's gonna tell me that I'm unapproachable because because I think I'm too good for everybody else, and so I should be a little bit more approachable. And the other person gonna say, you know, so they're not gonna want to be around you. The other person gonna say, well. You know, you're too stuck up because you don't do this. And, you know, like, and it's like it's too much. It's too much of an of a expectation of people um, to want you to perform based upon a position that you didn't want in the first place. No, none of us ask to be in church leadership. It is a call of God. And we just so happen to have the, um, the role of being able, of having to live out our relationship with God in front of people, whereas you all get the wonderful cloak of sitting back and judging us. Y'all get to do that. We don't. Because let God forbid, let somebody in the church tell you that what you're doing is wrong, then you judgmental and we should leave you alone. So y'all get to judge <laughs> us, but we don't get to say nothing back. So now I'm supposed to be, now I'm really supposed to just sit there and take it? No, that's not how this works. That's not how it works. So I don't, to be honest, Kelly, I no longer try to be anything for anybody. Um, I try mm-hmm. to live my life that I think that pleases God. And after that, if you don't like what I do, then that's fine. But if God is pleased, I really don't, I'm not worried about you like that. Now, see, oh, okay. I don't want to come back to that because I was honestly <laughs> thinking about that very thing just earlier today. Like, that very thing where we say, that's for me. Oh, okay. Let me get these live comments in real quick. So, because <laughs> um, yeah, I won't be able to throw in a minute. I'll, I'll be too far in the convo to go back. Um, so, let's see. Uh, Ebony says she's been church hurt, but it's the old folks that were the ones that did that to her. Uh, Phaedra says, I'm not mad at the church. I'm disappointed in what the church allows, especially from their leadership. Ebony agreed with her, or me, I'm not for sure. Hold on, Q. My question, <laughs> yes. let me respond. 
what is the, I guess that goes to what, when people say that, because several people said they don't like what the church allows. What, mm-hmm. when I hear stuff like that, I always wonder what is the expectation it goes back to what is the expectation of what the church, what do you mean what the church allows? What are we supposed to allow and disallow? Because if, but then you want us to be accepting. I like somebody just, I think the said, y'all not accepting, but then now we're not supposed to allow and, and we're supposed to not allow certain things. Like to what degree do you not allow, yeah, do you disallow? I I can see that. That's a, that is a fair response to yeah. that. In my opinion, um, Orlando says it's a social construct. Um, Ebony says I wasn't raised in the church. It's just that I see through the holier than thou people. I'm not mad at the church. I just feel some type of way about it. Um, Orlando says the allegory of the cave applies to a lot. When you probably get that more than me, I had no. Um, what did he say? <laughs> the allegory was. I, I, yeah. the, the allegory of the cave applies to a lot. I asked him to clarify, but. Um, um, he hasn't come back to me just yet. Um, Ebony says that they're just, oh, there it is. He did. Hold on. I'm, I'm coming, Orlando. <laughs> um, uh, Ebony also replied to your response, when that um, that the people that are in the church are just as sick as those coming to the church. So she agreed with you in that. Um, Phaedra says the flock is held to a higher standard than the people chosen to lead, like the young lady who was assaulted. Their focus is on the fact that they didn't want her stage, want her on the stage, not the fact that she was held against her will and assaulted on video. Um, that's not true. Even that's not true. Okay. Uh, you uh, pass the burn. Let's say comments out. I'm just saying. I mean, but well, see, that's what, what I'm saying. That's part of the problem. Is we don't really know what's going on. And people may, like to make comments of the, make a, and I'm not thinking. I'm just saying we make a lot of assertions, even in that scenario. Because I did too when I first saw it, and I made it, and then I mm-hmm. went like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Like we don't really know a lot of stuff, but we assume and make it about what it's not. And it's like y'all don't realize that, like these are people's lives that are at stake. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the way they handled that young lady was absolutely inappropriate. But that's another another discussion. I think it was too. Um, yeah. Did you? Are you done with your live? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, let me let me finish Orlando's comment one time because he did answer the question about the cave. For those of you who are wondering as well, he says it's an allegory that talks about folks in a deep, dark cave as prisoners. These prisoners would see shadows on the wall. They would then come up with the theories and stories about what the shadows were. Until one day, one prisoner was brought out and saw that the shadows were created by guards walking past fires. He goes back to tell the others and is stunned and eventually killed. Um, and I just said wow to that because I'm still marinating on that. But, yes, I can see why that, that does reply to quite a bit. Um, Victoria just says she's not mad at the church. She actually enjoys the lessons she gleans from different services. And, um, oh, and Ebony says she had a baby out of wedlock and she didn't make an announcement about it because she already knew what was up, that circling back to how things are. Uh, I think what she thinks by allowed and not allowed in the church. Okay, Kels, I'm a hush. Y'all, we'll come back to the rest of the, Kels, the live comments, but keep commenting. Go ahead, Kels. Okay, so um, I have a, a minister, uh, Mr. Webb, on my live that says, as a minister in the black church, I can say we are lacking meaning. We are lacking meaning that we can do so much better, but we don't respect collectively the vocation. We are more interested in style instead of substance. 
Um, he says it's mm-hmm. more about filling seats than saving souls. We don't preach the Bible mm-hmm. in contro- controversial topics. Uh, so that's a very good point. So I know we'll probably bring some of that back up. Um, let's see. Uh, Mr. Dobbs says, hold on. Uh, he was raised in the church, too. Um, he said church is different now than it was, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, LaShonda, one of our regulars, says, I love my church. I'm a DK, which she later explained as a deacon's kid. Should be more, and then she said, should be more active than I am. Every time I go, I remind myself I'm there to get the word and research it for myself. I'm not there to look at who was giving the word with a critical eye. And she she says, I do trust his leadership. Um, she also says that the elders, I think she said the elders are, are stuck in their ways. Um, I keep moving it. Well, anyway, so, yeah, I still have comments coming through. I mean, there was a couple of deep ones in there. Um, uh, she also brought up, she said she don't understand the video at the Potter's house with the woman. Is that is that is everybody talking about the woman who was talking about her past and they took the mic? Mm. No, uh, no. The no. video, woman was assaulted no. for trying to get on the stage. Um, mm-hmm. Specific ministry, I believe it was. Yeah. She, she was, no, she was, it was, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It was a, a church administrator. She does the welcome for the church. They were saying that they sat her down and they forcefully, tried to forcefully remove her from the church. So okay, you said she was doing the church. Uh-huh. She was doing the church announcement. She was, she was doing the, the church announcement. She the was welcome. doing the welcome. The welcome. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And since then, the past. Well, why did they try to sit her down? Uh, they don't. They don't. In the video, she doesn't say why. She just. She says in her video um, that it was because she thinks it's because her and another girl. Some other woman doesn't like her, and that woman is friends of the church administrator. But Mm-mm. we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Like I said, not, but again, the, office, the pastor, so, the pastor has sat all of them down, and the the church administrator and the security, they're all on administrative leave until the, until further notice. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I missed all that, but um. Well, they handled it wrong. They handled it wrong. I mean, there's no. When yeah. we do stuff, and that's and, and I think to the point. I think part of the point of what what you know what bothers me is we do handle the church handles stuff wrong. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, but we just because we handled it wrong again, doesn't mean that you stop going. Um, it could even mean you go find some some other place because there are so many different types of churches. There's so many different you know things that you can. Like so many, I won't use the word flavors, but yeah, styles of of worship and stuff. Find something that fits you. That's fine. Like he was saying, she prefers one church. There's that's if that's what what feeds her, and she's cool. Do that. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. my concern is is again is that there are a whole lot of um, misunderstandings and unknown things that people just assume. And I, you know, my new saying is it's like everybody watches. Y'all, we don't watch the we don't watch Hidden Colors and a couple of you know Dr. Umar videos and everybody thinks they know mm-hmm. what they're talking about and they don't. 
Like, they really have no clue. And then when you try to tell them, you can't say that because, you know, Dr. Umar or whoever, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. So it's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But again, but have we has the church done stuff wrong? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, there was also another comment um, I thought was interesting. Uh, Darmon says somewhere we have lost sight of the root, meaning we are failing to treat the church as a hospital is treated. As a place for the sick, we took Sunday best to mean big expensive hats and such, rather than the best you have. So I thought that was I thought that was interesting to bring that up because a lot of conversations we have about church happens on what we should wear to church, um, you know, what we shouldn't wear. Is this you know, if a lady wears something tight fitting and and all that and. I, I sit on the fence on that kind of topic because I feel like if you if you go into the club you're gonna put on your best. If you go into work, you're gonna, you know, put on something decent. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody should dress down. Uh but yeah, you're definitely right. It shouldn't be all about what you look like, uh, when you're running going to church. And I think that's something that a lot of people I don't wanna say use it as an excuse but they do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm again. I don't have a preference. I don't have a preference. I just think do what you, you know, if if that's what you like, cool. I just think again. I think don't make it. Don't forget the like you said. Don't forget like you said. Don't forget the main purpose and the main purpose. The main purpose is not about what you have on. It's about mm-hmm. what you that you're a you're there to worship God and b you're there for God to for God to give you what you need. That's that's it. All the other stuff is a distraction if you're not able to stay focused. Like stay mm-hmm. focused on that. Stay focused on on other stuff because the, all the other stuff is just a distraction. And I think the other the other again I think a lot of this also tends uh, comes from the fact of like somebody said church is different now in the sense that especially in our community. The, the church was the main vehicle mm-hmm. for, you know, for the black community, and so mm-hmm. you know we were the past, you know, the, you know, post slavery, the pastor was typically one of the smarter people in the in the black community because he was one of the you know ones that could read. Um, you know, yeah. there was a whole lot of you know, so he was also probably the mayor or whatever else. So I think now mm-hmm. that the church, you know, that there was a period where the church got away from that. Um, or not as, as a whole, because there was definitely still something that did, that that, that expectation of, of, is still there. Like we're still expected to be there. So, again, ultimately, yeah. I think we just got to, we got to, we got to remember again, the purpose of being there is not for the people. It's not for the people. I know the people can be a pain in the butt. We do a lot of stuff wrong. But ultimately, it's about go to, go to go to serve God. Find a place, a community where you can serve God together, and people will try, and just and just get in. Mhm. Well, we got a call. Yeah, let me take this call and then we're gonna go to hot topic real quick. Hold on. The call is zero two two two. What's your question or comment? Hey, this is Eunice from Dallas. How's everybody doing? 
What's up, family? Um, this is obviously, obviously is a personal subject for me because I'm a servant of the Lord. I think, unfortunately, the kingdom has been misrepresented. Um, and again, what Winford said at the beginning, it is a perfect God. There's always a perfect word. There's a perfect situation, but we are imperfect. And I think that sometimes in a ministerial standpoint, we um, don't get the chance, and I think I posted on his Facebook page, that we don't get the opportunity to have grace measured unto us. We don't get mercy given to us. We don't get, because you're a person of the cloth, it's automatically um, execution, you were wrong, let's expose you, let's do this. But when people come into the church and they come into the body and they're fallible because that's what you're supposed to come for, then they're allowed to be um, counseled. They're allowed to be reconciled. They're allowed to be forgiven. And uh, I agree, as a minister, there is a different standard. It is a higher standard for you to put your hand to the gospel plow. And the Bible even talks about it, you being a teacher, there's a different weight um, of judgment that comes with you. But in the same breath, we miss the idea that it is personal. A relationship with the Lord, yes, we come corporately to fellowship and be to know God is a personal situation. And I think that um, we're talking about the girl in particular, I think that she went in with a motive to expose or her her agenda was wrong. She didn't want to heal. She didn't want to uh, reconcile. She didn't really want her situation met. She came in there with a motive to do wrong, even how she crafted her words with the elder and quoting and saying she was supposed to do this and do that. So I think we all have a a, a responsibility to be accountable, and sometimes we don't. People expect those in ministry and pastors and preachers and those of the cloth to be accountable and be held at this certain standard while you punk the punk them. And, and you just have to take that because you took an oath and you, you surrendered your life to the Lord. And that's not true. We have to be accountable, but, but so do you too. And I think that's sometimes what is frustrating about being a vehicle of the gospel is we have to be held to a different standard, but we're fallible. We give you grace. You sin 10,000 times. I have people in, um, I've prayed for a million times, and I never mm-hmm. judge them. But the minute I fail, the minute I come short of the glory of God, then immediately I'm executed and I'm, I'm crucified and I'm not worthy to carry the gospel. I'm not worthy of this or that. And I think the same measure of grace that people wanted, they forget to give it when it comes to men and women of God. I agree with that. I yeah. do agree with that. Very good. <clears throat> Yep, good comments. Good job. <laughs> I, I think you know what? I, I think she's, she's totally accurate. I mean, nothing else to say. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, it's funny. We call it um, we call it the fishbowl. So that's what it's called. We call it the fishbowl. When you step into ministry, we say that you live in the fishbowl. That's what we call mm-hmm. it. Because you get this, everybody is watching. Everybody's watching you in your little bitty. You know, just do what you do, and you can't do nothing but let people watch you. And that's after a while. That's not even a healthy, healthy way to live. So, mm-hmm. all right, ma'am, thanks for calling in. No problem. Love y'all. Love you, too. Love you too. All right, Kel, let's go ahead and do this hot topic. Oh, that'll be go ahead. Oh, I guess we can do that. But I'll try and give you your time. Right, yeah, we try to push don't push me off this uh island. Anywho, <laughs> we're moving right along to the hot topic. And the hot topic today 
was created by yours truly. And basically, it goes for men and women. If so, for the ladies, if a man tells you he likes you, but he's also interested in dating other women, what would you do? And I asked the fellas the same thing. So, if a woman tells, you know, approaches you and says that they like you, but that they're dating other men, what would you do? So, what would you do with that information? Um, I am going to go to. I'm going to go to Mr. Burns first. How do you feel about that? How do I feel if a woman tells me that she likes me? If but a woman, if, yeah. How do I feel about it? I mean, I think I would yeah, be, What would you do if somebody told you that? Like, you were, she approaches you and, you know, maybe you like her too, but then she says, well, I'm uh-huh. dating other men. I would say, oh, okay, well, thank you, and I keep doing what I do. I mean, I wouldn't, like I said, we're not in a relationship, so she can do what she wants. So she can she can do whatever she wants. We're not in a relationship. Um, but the moment that we that I mean, you telling me that you like that you like me, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Now, if we're, like I said, if we're in a relationship, that's totally different. But yeah, that's never happened to me before. I mean, but why would somebody, if you're in a relationship, why would they tell you they like other people? I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's never happened to me. I'm, this does not, this kind of thing does not happen to Panda. So I don't know how, <laughs> how I feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said that, bro. so smooth. He said, this type of thing. Panda. Well, we're going to move right along before, before I get to the post. <laughs> uh, what do you think about it before I go to the, the comments off the post? What do you feel about it? Um, I, I, I commented on the post, and I said that I would appreciate his honesty, but, um, you know, and I would continue to date other people also. However, this person probably would not be someone that I would take seriously, like, he would be. He wouldn't be someone that I would spend a lot of time trying to figure out more. And that is more so because I'm a more monogamy based, a monogamy based woman. Um, I've always been that way. I didn't have a footloose and fancy free bug. Like I don't really have that in me. So someone who was entertaining other people that would make me feel as though I'd have to. Um, that would make me feel as though, like, there's not enough – I'm not a priority, and I need to be a priority. And at that point, that would that, – I wouldn't have any issue with you, you know, and I wouldn't, like, avoid your call, but you would have to show there's more effort being made for me to make an effort to get to know you, and that's just me being 100. Like, I'm not yeah. – yeah. If you're if you're into me, be into me, and we'll be into each other. And then if we dedicate enough time to figuring each other out, Specifically, we can figure out real fast if we're going to be further on. Like, there's no need for me to split all that time up with a bunch of different people. Like, for what? That doesn't make sense to me. So I think that's why that would turn me off more than anything. I just don't get That's not good time management. that, I, and I've commented on the post too, that 
if a man if a man tells me he likes me and that he's gonna date other women, I wouldn't even I would appreciate his honesty, but I wouldn't put that much uh thought into it. I would just think, okay, whoever he likes the most is who he would, you know, hopefully settle down with. But I wouldn't even I wouldn't be offended by it. So when he when I came into his life, I mean we would all love to to be the end all be all, but we have to be realistic about this. I just I've never been the I wanna say I've never been a monogamous type. I mean, nobody wants to say that. But I, I just never put <laughs> I've never put and I, and that may be a problem. I don't know. I've never put relationships as my num as you know, even in the top three of my priorities. So that may be why it wouldn't bother me that that much because I'm just trying to get through, you know, the date and get through the awkward stage as if we're gonna even like each other or not. So mm-hmm. I just don't I wouldn't look at it as a big deal. Mm-hmm. But we have some people on here. Let's see. Uh, well, what do you think? Everybody can't have the panda experience. Yeah, he I said he don't, don't have. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have. I don't have those issues. I don't have those issues. No. <laughs> Actually, and seriously, I I really would. I probably would just be like, well, you know. Again, if first of all, it depends on where I am because if you're dating, technically, you know, we're not exclusive. Well, in, mo- in today's thing, if you're dating somebody, you're not exclusive unless you determine it. I never understood that, but whatever. And so, y'all date who y'all want to still. So, but if like that's why I said if we're talking about a serious relationship at that point, no, I don't, I'm not sharing. I'm good. Mm-mm. But you know, Mm-mm. there were several women. Look, they said they. Um, there were several women that said they would date, you know, to date other people too. Uh, some women said they would thank him for his honesty, but let him date without them in the picture so they would leave. Uh, one young lady said that she uh, liked, liked his honesty but declined the offer. And she said that even the waitress was looking at, the uh, waitress even looking at him like, come on, like, why would you say that to, you know, say that to anybody? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, oh, I, have a live I have a live comment right quick. So, uh, I'm sure Miss LaShonda can don't mind me reading, but she says, when I was 22, this 34-year-old man I knew told me he was interested in me and was ready to settle down, but it was between me and three other women. I was the youngest. He told me what he liked about all of us. The dog that I could sometimes be has zero desire to settle down. As I moved out the way, so he could choose from the three. Didn't want to waste his time. And had he said he was actively dating and doing life, he could have done that. So, yeah, she's been in that situation. I don't know. Maybe women are in this situation more than men. Because a woman I mean, probably I mean, not going to be that honest. I was going to say, I, don't, I, I would say, and I'm sorry, fellas, I, think, I don't think either one would be that honest. Like, I don't think that most people are going to say, oh, I want to. You know, unless I think there's just an assumption that um, that if now at least that if we're just dating, then that doesn't mean exclusivity. And so you can still at that point do what you want until there's a discussion that says we are um, 
that we are in a in a fully committed relationship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I have uh, Victoria says she has two comments. She says um, she respectfully disagreed with my thought process on the monogamy thing and not necessarily digging this. So she says we go through life getting to know multiple people in our lives. Why should dating be any different? How would you know how he behaves in different situations? I'm all about monogamy, but dating isn't a committed relationship. Um, she also says when we buy homes, it's a big investment. We're looking at multiple houses. Why wouldn't one of the biggest investments be any different? Um, to your, I'll respond to that That's question, and I'll let y'all respond to that. Um, I get to know. That was the real pimp line, Victoria. I just want to throw that out there. That was that R. Kelly. That was the R. Kelly pimp line. She been, you've been practicing yeah. that one, Victoria. Victoria been practicing. Yeah. I caught you. I caught that. I caught that pimp juice. Oh, yeah. You've been it all day. This has been her okay. topic. She's ready. Yeah. I, 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 I caught that, Victoria. I caught it. Don't be calling mm-hmm. the women out, though. We just trying to peep. We just trying to give y'all a little game, you know. I personally think that you can get to know a lot of people for friendship, but you're not mm-hmm. married, taking children, signing paperwork, buying houses, you know, sharing credit, those types of things, I think, take some type of focus. And in the beginning, I've, I've never seen the purpose of casual dating. So this is an extremely personal thought for me. And all of those things that you listed are things that, yes, I would give options to, but I cannot focus on finding out all of the details necessary of any of these things without focusing some attention on that specific thing. So that's what I'm saying. You cannot possibly find out how wonderful and awesome I am rotating me among five or six other women. I'm, it's just not going to happen. I don't see how that could work for a man that I would do life with. For me, Shaquilla, and I found a man who did not like to rotate five, six women. He focused on me, and here we are married. So I don't have any issue with anyone who chooses to date casually. It just does not work for me. So, um, I think I think I just want to say. So we have this thing. We have this, you know. And y'all remember I posted it. I'm, yeah. So we have this thing where people, you know, y'all ladies are like, so what are we? And y'all know I have these funny jokes. So my funny joke is when somebody's like, what are we? You just start telling them, we're just ordinary people. <laughs> Go ahead, Shelly. That's what you do. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, so I get it. I get what she said. But, again, I think a lot of it goes back to Q, you, me and you are, we old school, so – that's just what it is. We're old. We have, and, and oh, even now I was talking to a buddy. I was so talking to a channel. You're not old school. You're not old school. You're not. Um, <laughs> uh, we got, stop. Both of y'all got this to do me live on the radio. <laughs> like, I'm just out here. Stop. <laughs> in the corner of the club. <laughs> y'all not supposed to do me like this. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying, Kelly, I think part of it is because she's been married forever and I was married for a while. That when we got that, since, you know, since I was, we were both, well, she's been married for eternity. And since I was married mm-hmm. for so long, that the, the rules when we were dating were when you were dating, you were exclusive. And so now mm-hmm. dating doesn't mean exclusive, you know, doesn't mean that. So we like, wait, that, oh, I didn't know that that's what that means. 
and and so it just makes it makes the whole thing kind of feel weird. Um, and I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying it's different from when we were dating. When I was dating in 
and then one through one, two, three, and four can stay in, stay friends, and then you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. So I think again, we're when you start trying to date, if I, what'd you say? I said it just we're we're it's it's a go ahead. It wasn't it wasn't important. It was just a little. <laughs> I'm just. I just think we gotta. Just. I think we skip over the friendship part. You know where mm-hmm. it's like. Let me on a base level. Let me just get to know if I even like you. Because I don't want to go out on a date with somebody who I don't know if I even like. So if we can't yep. have good conversation for me, if we can't have good conversations, if we can't have, you know, uh, we if we're not, you know, uh, uh, vibing on some basic things like where we going in life, who we are in life, do we even like the same thing? Uh, then cool. Like I've actually literally met women who I thought were phenomenal women, but the simple fact that, you know, there was a couple of things that were very, very important to me, um, very, very important to me that I could not not go around. I cannot not go. I can't go around the fact that I'm a, I'm a pastor. Like that's not going to ever change. So mm-hmm. if that's a problem for you, then you just can remain a friend. And we never have to worry about going to the next, to the next level. But if that, you know, the same thing. If you do, you know, whatever it is, if I, that's something I can't do, then we can move around and just remain friends, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. So we'll be friends. But then if number five, Kelly, is okay and cool, and we can rock with it, then now we'll spend. Then now we'll take you. We gonna work on this two for twenty, and we gonna get these. You know, we gonna go out to. We gonna start dating. Okay, so just so I'm get just so I'm getting this right, I think I got a few minutes. So you saying if there's if there's five guys interested in Kel, all five of them should set the friend level. There's no going out, no hanging out, no talk of romantic romantic, just friends. Right? That's just saying, right? Say that one more time. If it's five guys interested in me, I'm and I'm not supposed to date them and keep them in the friendship um, stage. That means no going out. I wouldn't be hanging out with them or getting to know them romantically, right? You can hang out with them, but I'm saying there is no romantic. It's just strictly do I like you beyond I think you're cute. Do I like you beyond, you know, that? Like, let's go a little deeper. Let me get to know you. Yeah, I want to know, do I like you? You pay for him. Y'all hang out. Go in a group and figure out if you, like, if y'all end up having that kind Like, I think when you say we're going to go on a date, then that puts relationship on it. And at that point, if it doesn't work out, now it's weird. Whereas if we're just going out, hanging out, everybody's chilling, and we happen to link up and have a good vibe, then we can progress to that. But when we're all, if it's six of us out, mixed people, nobody's connected to anybody. No one set up and got all, you know, fly and picked up and showed up together. Like if we're, everybody is doing their own thing as single people in the same space with other single people and a connection is made, then that's cool. And you can do that. But saying, hey, on Friday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to have a date and go to the movies. Now there's a whole other premise that's surrounding that that it gives a different feel a different vibe to the situation. So that's why I, I think that's what he means by that. You can have you can be in the same space and share time with somebody without it being a date where me and you are focused on specifically me and you getting to know each other romantically. You can that's friendship. That's developing
developing a friendship. Dating is dating. Okay. Friendship, right? Friendship. <laughs> but I, but I'm saying even if you even if you do go on a date, everybody going to date on date with might not, you know, it may not go further because if you if you meet someone initially and y'all just decide to hang out later, if it's if there's an attraction there, it's gonna be because whether you're hanging out or you call them a date, whatever it is, you're still gonna have that attraction. So if you have that attraction with a few people and there's no commitment with any of them and you don't know if they feel the same about you, why would you how can you not to me if you sit and wait, then you're wasting time on something that may not flourish. But if everybody's responsible adults and they're single you know, you you can't think that people are just gonna sit and wait for you to decide if you want to go to the next level. But that's and I not, think that's I think, why people, I think that's, people get hurt. Let me, let, yeah, so I I think I think what I'm saying, Kels, is that as a part of okay. So let me say this. Let me also say that when you're developing friendship, there's a difference between I'm getting to know you as a friend for the purpose of seeing if I want to date you versus mm-hmm. I know I don't want to date you, so I'm putting you in the friend zone. And so I think there's still an intentionality in in that, but like it, it, it's, it's saying that, listen, we need to establish whether or not we have some basic things that would make this, that could make this work. And so I'm not suggesting, I'm not, unlike you, I'm not suggesting that you have to go on group dates all the, you know, group outings and stuff all the time. I do think that should be a part of it. But I think the goal is more so to not not enter into the romantic part of it yet, but to stay, you know, yeah, you still want to be that. sober, you still want to be, <laughs> you don't want to be having sex, trying to say, is you don't want to start having all... sex. Right. You ain't got to fix it. That's what I'm saying. That's why people keep getting confused that you're confusing going out with someone versus dating, in my sense, which, you know, exclusively would include, maybe include intimacy. But if you're just going out on dates and you're not dating one person exclusively, then, you know, Sex doesn't have shouldn't even be in the picture. It shouldn't. Even, I mean, some people it may, but um, that's why people get so offended by saying, "Hey, I'm going out with somebody else," because that's what everybody assumes. If you go out with somebody, like it's going to end in this passionate love affair. Everybody's life is not a romance novel. So this no, is but, every, but, but I'm gonna tell you. But I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> but I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be straight up with you. Just like, but the problem is, it's not a romance novel. But most women. And I'm going to say most, not all, when they start mm-hmm. dating somebody, there is an expectation or a hope, not an expectation, there's a hope that is going to go someplace further. Every man, when he's going on dates, there is a hope mm-hmm. or an expectation that it's going to go someplace else. And when I and, and one might be relationships, the other might be sex, whatever, and I'm not saying women can't expect sex and men can't expect, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there's typically an already expectation. I'm saying that when there is clearly defined um, spaces of where we are, that, again, that before we enter into any type of commitment, we are going to find out if we are compatible. Okay, whether you call it dating or whether you call it friendship, I really don't care. 
But, again, at that point, you still should be establishing, first of all, can we just be friends? Because a relationship without friendship is not going to last, period. Uh, And then after we get to that, okay, fine, we want to be exclusive, we want to be together, fine, boom, and then we can move into that. But that part, I'm telling you, it usually goes from let's go out a couple of times till we sleep together, till we go together, and within three months, let's get married. Like, or mm-hmm. thinking about getting, about marriage. Like, ooh, I can marry him. I, yeah, she might be somebody. And, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't think about it. I'm saying that you shouldn't have the fantasy in your mind already that you married. Because at that yeah. point, you, you lose your okay. ability to properly assess whether or not this is a really healthy relationship. Yep. That's, that's good. I just, I'm going to uh, read these last couple of uh Live comments, and then we're gonna have to move on, guys. Very good, very good. Um, let's see. Uh, Latavia says, I always say, be honest with me, don't take my choice away. Let's let me have my options, although, usually, I only date one person at a time. Not sure if others should do that. Uh, Chan says, casually dating is fun when that's where you are in life, young, no responsibilities, and are coming out of divorce. I've met some great men while casually dating, I wanted companionship, not commitment. So I just wanted to read those. Thank you guys for participating in the hot topic. Um, when you bring your sex into the equation, look out. Hold on, let me read say? this real quick. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Will, says men are very, uh, Will says men are very receptive. Uh, many can pick up on the energy if a woman is dating multiple men. That's true. And if they feel they are being um, juggled, will check out mentally and try to quasi-play the role to hang out for out for the possibility of sex. That's true. Demika says when you bring sex into the equation, look out. Yep. Agree with both. With all of that. Agreed. Yes. So uh this segment was brought to you of course by Curvy Kid and Clothing. You guys can see it in my background throughout my live. Uh we are um, a company that serves women who want to show off their curves. And the next song is Men of the Year by Young Lee. Actually, it's my uh, one of my little cousins. So, <laughs> okay. I, I a lot of niggas don't keep it real no more. The ones I really had love for turned their back on me. Don't wonder why I gotta keep that strap on me. Riding through my city, gun black on me. Gotta act like I'm blind, but keep the snakes in my vision. Niggas want my position, but 
but don't put time in to get it. Home of the grimy and gritty, but I still ride for my city. Keep that nine milli with me for niggas plotting and scheming. You alive in the morning, but you could die in the evening. I compensate with my demons while I'm praying to Jesus. Tell me you gon' have doubters, just turn them into believers. Hey, 
am wonderful. Wonderful. You always, <laughs> you always announce me so well. You know, I'm trying to get this lighting right. My little light went out. I had my grandson come fix my light. I couldn't get off on my walker and try to get up and get my light bulb. I hope y'all can see me okay to my live viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Mother Maybelline done had a busy night. I'm going to give a shout-out before I even start the frizzy spirals. I done been over there for Taco Tuesday, honey, and had to run home and get ready for the show, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout-out to frizzy spirals, girl. Every show was some good tacos. I took my dishes out and just kind of gnawed on them a little bit. <laughs> so i got to give y'all some love cues. Girl, thank you for that announcement. You always do such a good job announcing it, Sugar. I sure appreciate you. I just You're appreciate right. you. Winfrey, <laughs> what you, how you doing, brother? Well, where he, Winfrey, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Did he, did he, did he go to make, is he making a smoothie? I wish. <laughs> no, I, I, was just, I had to on, I had to on mute. <laughs> Uh, well, my goodness! I, what, what you over there? How you doing, brother? I heard you came to Oklahoma City for the masquerade ball. I did. I turned. I, turn, I turned up for. Them. I heard you came to the masquer to the masquerade. I bought me a ticket to the masquerade ball, but baby, my gout was acting up. I couldn't make it. My gout was acting up, child. So I stayed home and watched a little Wheel of Fortune, and you know I had a little, had a little friend, uh, uh, one of the deacons come over, but that ain't y'all business now. That ain't y'all business. <laughs> that ain't y'all business. That's your little folk business. <laughs> now look at you. How you doing, girl? Hey, mama. Hey, hey baby. Hey. Now, look here now. I'm, I'm going to have to come over here and take up the Kells now. Y'all don't be jumping on the Kells now. Talking about she ain't old school. Nah. Oh, now, look here. Right. Right, <laughs> Q said she's been rocking with you long enough. You're going to be fine. <laughs> now, look here now. Now, I know y'all didn't tell me to come on here. Uh, to talk about that segment, but I do want to add my little two copper pennies together, if I might. <laughs> Let me just tell you all something. I'm from the old school, uh, and I do agree it was a little bit more exclusive, but let, let me tell you one more thing that's from the old school. Uh, don't put your eggs in one basket, honey. <laughs> Sugar. Don't put your eggs in one basket now. Now, I just want to say this, and we're going to move on in now. Uh I think that we overthink this dating thing, and what people need to just do is just do what you feel. When you overanalyze everything, you tend to uh, make it a little bit more than what it is. Let's just be honest. It's really semantics. You know, whether or not you say you're dating or whether or not you say friends, it's all an introduction. And when I was out there playing the field, and, yes, I was a player for a time before the Lord changed my life, I'm just telling you, I didn't really think about necessarily when I saw somebody, if I wanted to spend the rest of my life with them at that moment, I just thought about having some fun. You know, uh, my granddaughter was doing that online dating, you know, and when she would meet people on there, 
you know, they'd ask her if she was dating around, and I thought that was the dumbest question ever. Well, obviously she's dating around. She's on a dating website. Ain't that what you're supposed to do? I'm going to leave that there, though. Y'all can have that. But I'm just saying. I just feel like don't put your eggs in one basket. I'm saying that to say, Kel, girl, I'm with you. You keep getting to know who you want to know, how you want to know it, honey. That's what you do. All right, honey? All right, All right, now. All right, now. Now, I don't want Winford and Q. Don't y'all be going to get tight on Mother over there now. I hear Winford Jones. You're good. You're good. I love y'all. Thank y'all for having me on the show. Boy, I tell you what, Facebook Live is different. I got some green boxes on my on my live thing. I hope I didn't do nothing wrong tonight. Y'all know I don't know much about technology. Now, I got to give a shout-out because my favorite fan is watching my Facebook Live. You know I'm going to call his name, Will Bradley. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Will. Now, I don't know what he's talking about. He done typed in, wait a minute. I don't know what he's talking about. But, Will, we can't wait on you. We got to go on with the show. <laughs> yeah. Now, look at that. I want to thank everybody that's watching on my live. Y'all know the Scoop Radio Show come on every Tuesday night from 8 to 10. Now, what we're talking about tonight is how to fight back and win. And I'm with you. I like having these kind of discussions because growth is such an important thing for all of us. Even though sometimes it, it may hurt to hear the truth, sometimes we got to hear the truth. So what Mother is talking about tonight is how to fight back and win. Now, what am I talking about when I say how to fight back? Plain and simple, I'm talking about fighting adversity, fighting your enemies, Fighting your people that, Will, you better quit. You can't be delivered already now, Will. I ain't even got to the meet yet. You ain't delivered. <laughs> Will over here talking about he's delivered. I ain't even said nothing yet. <laughs> We're talking about how to fight back against adversity and how to fight back against your enemies. You know, I see a lot of uh, negative things in society today, and, and let's just keep it real. It starts all the way at the top at the White House and all the way down. It seems to be a trend right now of just constant negativity. And what you have right now, and let's just be honest, we live in, in a society where a really good percentage of people, because of social media, I blame it on social media, you faking who you are. Let's just be real. You're faking who you are. Because, see, social media allows me to put on any persona that I want to put out there to you, right? Mm-hmm. I can tell you I'm anybody, and if I get 500 likes, I'm going to believe I'm that person. Y'all stay with me now. So what's happening is so many people are being these fake personas or trying to uplift to a certain image, and it's causing so much adversity amongst one another. Particularly, I don't like to see it in the black community, but this message is for everybody, whether you're Hispanic or Asian or anything else called Asian, it's for everybody. So sometimes what happens nowadays is we got all kind of rage. You got roll rage. You know that joker get in front of you, you're going to hit him in the back of the car with your bumper. You're going to follow him home. You know, we, we, we're allowed to carry guns now. You know, uh, so if I get mad at you and you don't give me back the correct change at Kmart, I can just shoot you in the face now. You know, it's, it's just so much anger, and it's building, and it's mounting, and it's getting worse and worse. And so what Mother Maybelline was thinking about this morning was, how can we fight back and win? Now, I come from the country, and y'all kind of young, so you may not know. You know, when we used to fight, 
to win. You know, what we would do is, you know, barefoot on some backcountry dirt roads and go back by the creek, honey, and we just go on and throw down. Honey, we, I just go on and drag you, honey. Your mama have to go wash and press your hair again and get all the sand out of it from the creek. Now, that's what we used to do back in the day. And it would just be over, okay? And nowadays, if you whoop somebody, they're going to come back and kill you and try to shoot you. Well, what I want us to consider is what if we were to fight back with love? Now, that's a real foreign concept, I know. What do you mean by that, mother? What I mean is you don't have to treat everybody the way that they treat you. You don't have to snap back every time somebody says something to you. What we do when we play around and play games with our enemies, you know, when you play with messy people, when you play with dirty, backhanded, two-faced people, eventually you're going to get a little dirty playing around with them. So it's not good. Y'all ever hear that saying, if you, if you, if you, if you, uh, what is it, playing around with pigs, you wallow in the mud? You know what I'm saying. Eventually, if you roll around with pigs, you're going to get dirty too, am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing when we're dealing with our enemies. When you're dealing with people that's slandering your name and talking about shit. You know, my granddaughter had a situation the other day. I don't even use that, uh, 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 the little blue thing, the messenger. You know, folks get in there and talk about each other like a dog and slander each other's name. And I'm telling you, you are we are watching people that die. They're killing each other behind words. You block your blessings when you ask the fool with a fool. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. You block your blessings when you ask the fool with a fool. Now, if I offend you by use of the word fool, then you might be the fool I'm talking to, okay? Get it together. You might be the fool I'm talking to. Get it together. Now, here's what I'm saying. Reconciliation doesn't mean that we got to go hand in hand and walk down the field together and, and, and be best friends and guys and gals. But what it does mean is that I am going to take responsibility for what I have done wrong and I'm going to get it right. But see, what we want to do is we want to mistreat people, and we want to uh, uh, bully on them and treat them bad, and then we want to act like I'm just reacting to what she did to me. You know, grow up. That's not how to really fight. And I don't care if you believe in God. I don't care if you believe in Starship Enterprises on Star Wars. Whatever your higher power is, baby, energy is energy. Energy is energy. Some of y'all, I tell you what, I go down my news feed and I ain't lying, y'all. There's some folks that every day they got an ailment, honey. My back hurting. Now I got to have surgery. My money ain't right. My baby ain't acting. I'm going to tell you why. You show your behind all the time and your, your energy, honey. You are drawn to energy. Because you're negative. And let me be very, 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 very clear. This is not just for the women. Because some of y'all men gossip and you're negative more than women. Okay? Mm-hmm. Some of y'all men supposed to be the head and you're crying like a little boy. Pull your britches on up and act like a man and quit that crying. And quit that complaining. I'm just telling you. The way that you fight back 
is with love. You know, a one-sided affair is not good for two people. What do I mean by that? Somebody can try to push your buttons all they want to. Let me show you what I look like when somebody try to push my buttons. That's exactly what I'm going to look at them like. You're not going to ruffle my feathers, baby, because God woke me up. My cupboard is full of food. Honey, I got clothes in my closet. I got a little old car, but she gets me where I need to go. See, I've been blessed abundantly, and I've lived to this age because I've learned how to fight back with love and not with and not with hate. You know, we need to be an example to one another. Some of y'all out here, honey, if, if, if you, some of y'all will go to a fast food restaurant and it's the baby behind the register look at you too long, what you looking at? You don't relax. Everything ain't an instant, and everybody ain't trying to be confrontational. But we need to learn how to fight back with love. Because I'm going to tell you, we show off some hypocrites. You can't decide. You can't say that you love mankind and decide it's only going to be two or three you're going to love. And then you're going to treat the other ones however. Mm-hmm. Now, be consistent. If you're going to be messy, be messy with everybody. If you're going to be loved, be loved with everybody. Quit being wishy-washy. Fight back with love. And it's not an easy process now. Now, don't get me wrong now, because, you know, back in the day, and I'm going to wrap up, I know we got to get off of here. You know, back in the day, one of the things you could really get hurt for, honey, is talk about somebody's mama. You talk about my mama, child, I might well cut you, honey, like I cut a chicken in the backyard. You don't talk about my mama now. That'll get you, that'll get you hurt for real. Mm-hmm. But, but, but sometimes... We need to understand that even if somebody was to say something about your mama or do whatever, keep it in perspective. That ain't hurting your mama because they said something about your mama. <laughs> yeah, right. Your mama don't care. Your mama at home watching her soap opera recording, she don't even know they talked about it unless you go tell her. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's just an elementary example. But sometimes we need to quit making everything an issue. Part of the reason why the world is in the condition that it's in, and I'm going to say this so I can go on so y'all can do your final comments, but part of the reason why the world is in the condition that it's in is because we don't really know how to love. We think that agape love is that fuzzy, wuzzy feeling that you get when they buy you something for Valentine's Day. Baby, that ain't agape love. Agape love has no condition. That means even with those shortcomings, I'm going to still show you a certain amount of love because I know I'm not perfect either. That's what that is. It's unconditional. It ain't, well, if you don't buy my lunch today, I don't love you. So I want you all to remember this as I close out. Fight back with love. That's how you're going to win. You got to fight back with love because all of this hatred ain't going to get you nowhere. If your bank account's staying low, if your family ain't acting right, if you can't figure out why, take a look inside of yourself and figure out what it is that you are doing. It's the energy. It's the energy. So that's all I really have. But it was just on my mind this morning, honey. I did a video this morning about showing love. And I and what I said in that video is don't get it twisted. I do fight back. But I don't use these paws no more. I use my heart. You know, all my enemies know that. I'm going to love you no matter what. 
because God is going to bless me abundantly. And all them people that's mistreating you and talking about you and running your name down, they're going to be on the sidelines trying to figure out why their life is looking as raggedy as it is now. You can believe it's raggedy. Because folks that ain't got nothing going on ain't got nothing to do but sit around and stir up mess anyway. That means you ain't doing nothing productive. Get you some business. That's all I got, y'all. But I do want to say this for Kelvin, Kelvin Hughes. He was at Taco Tuesday, and he on this video talking about, uh, give me my $3. You know, they thought because I was the mother of the church that I wasn't going to play this little game with him. I done took all their money. But I'm going to tie the money I gambled on Sunday, y'all. Y'all know I will. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kelvin Hughes. I'll see you, brother. <laughs> but thank y'all for having me on the show. I love what y'all stand for. And you stand for love. And I hope that we really seriously get that. We got to get to a point that we just grow up. We can't be 30, 40, 50 years old acting like we're 12 because our babies are watching us. Younger men and women are watching us. We truly got to learn how to fight back with love. So if you want to win, fight back with love. You want to lose, ask the fool with that messy fool, and I promise you, you're going to lose. That's all, y'all. <laughs> All right. Thank you, mother. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was saying, you got to see the swing in the spirit. He ain't saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, mother. <laughs> All right, now let's go ahead and get into these final words. I catch you up. Me, Kel. Yes, yes, Kel. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I didn't hear you quite well. Uh, it's a good show tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Shout out to my live. Y'all was popping tonight. Thank you for the engagement. Remember that this Saturday is the encore for the Back to My Roots fashion show. Kirby King will be a part of that. So come out on that Saturday. Also, we'll be vending April 21st is our youth conference, the Embrace and Empower conference. So don't forget about that. Make sure that you get your baby signed up. The official ages are from 7 to 12. But if you have a 13- or 14-year-old that you want to attend, that's fine. So come on, mm-hmm. let's get these babies to this conference and have a productive week. And I enjoyed you guys. Okay. Great stuff. <laughs> um yeah, I figured. I knew it was next. <laughs> um, so I thoroughly enjoyed um, both of our topics tonight, um, our hot topic as well as our main topic, and look forward to furthering this conversation in the group. Um, again, like Kel said, come out this weekend to the Back to My Roots Encore show. It's going to be amazing. Um, super proud of Lakeitha for that. Um, and get your tickets to Kel's community, um, to the Cuddle Kittens conference that she has coming up. It's going to be a super, super great time. Um, I know we're going to touch on this, but thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who came out this past weekend. I have not partied like that in far too long, and it was so much fun. So from me to y'all, I appreciate it, each and every one of you. And if I didn't see you due to your mask, please charge that to my head and not my heart because I just didn't know who you are. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, Judy, like Judy walked up to me. She's like, "Hey, I was like, who are you?" She's like, "You don't know who I am." I'm like, "Not even asked. I have no idea who you are." I'm sorry. 
I don't even know who you are. So yeah, you could have. She could have been the I R N S, and I wouldn't even know who that was. So, but no, we had a good time. No clue, no clue who it was. But no, I first again, I'm gonna say thank you to everybody, y'all, for real. I had a uh, a cute time, a, a really really good time. Um, to um, Tasha and to Thais, who did a, a phenomenal job putting it together. Thank you all very much. Like I said, Saturday, I'll say it again. It is very difficult having um, programs in other states that you don't live in, but they, they make it very easy, so I appreciate them. Um, if you have never been to Asia Blue, um, y'all support them. Um, they were great hosts. Uh, and Sonia Singleton, who did the decoration. Um, y'all saw the pictures. I mean, that sister threw down, so support her business. I'll put that on my page as well. Um, Kelly had all her Kelly, – Kelly was trying to seduce every, everybody. Um, she had her what? entire – Kelly had her entire – I said, Kelly, don't put that uh, – don't put on uh, – that is not a church dress she had on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was really good. It was really good to see to see uh, my brother. So I'm glad you both had a good time. Yeah, it was really good seeing everybody. Um, so I appreciate all the hard work everybody did. Y'all, um, so yeah, the whole team, Lavella, everybody did an awesome job. So thank you. I appreciate it. I really can't do any of this without y'all. So um, to, to y'all, I appreciate everybody who bought tickets. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it was just a good time. Really good time all around. So. Um, also, don't forget tomorrow, the word on Wednesday is back. Pastor Byrne will be on with um, his, he's continuing in the book of Acts. So he'll be on at 7 o'clock um, at the same place. Um, if you haven't gotten your copy of Nouveau Exposure Magazine, which is our magazine, go to www.nouveauexposure.org um, and pick up your free copy. Um, and then lastly, if you have not um, gone to the Soup Radio Show's Facebook and Instagram pages, um, to like them, please do that. Um, so that way you don't forget, you don't forget or remember or miss out on anything we have going on. Um, and you can also be a part of all of our conversation. So um, I appreciate all of y'all for being here. We'll be back next week with another awesome show. Um, and so I hope you guys tune in. Also, for our live, do me a favor if you guys are here, if you're on our lives, just share it. If you see our post um, with the link in it, just do us a favor, please share, especially and comment if you have anything that. that um, that you like about tonight's show. Comment, leave us your comments um, and your questions, and we definitely appreciate it. All right, I hope y'all have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. And that's it.